Marawa Sport Worldwide. The Brighton and Hove Albion fans. <laughs> I was saving that for Brian Owen, who is a sports reporter for the Argus and Brighton in the UK, who's covering predominantly Brighton and Hove Albion. I mean, the fans just love this gentleman. Brian, good evening. Welcome to Marawa Sports Worldwide. Evening. Hi. Hi. Oh, I mean, you heard there. I mean, that's that's from his yeah. former home where he was, and, right. and that's just the oh. amount of electricity that he generates amongst the fans. I wondered where you got that from. I, I, I don't know if you'd mock something up some Brighton fans or something, but um, <laughs> they really, I mean, I think the word was mentioned wasn't an intrigue, and I'm so interested to see how he gets on because of the the attention, the friend. I don't know the fever pitch almost that seems to be greeting his arrival in the Premier League, and we're sort of here thinking we've seen bits, you know, we've seen um, clips, maybe we've seen little pieces in the Champions League, but I think there's just such intrigue and. Um, just see what he does. I mean, obviously the stage is set for somebody to be a hero at Brighton in the second half of the season. So let's see what he does. And when you talk about that, though, it's, it's mainly the performance, I would think, uh, with what happened with Club Bruges. Because having to play mm. in the UEFA Champions League, you know, having signed up for, for Brighton and not getting a chance to play for them, but somehow, because somehow we can never, ever control what the universe does deliver to us. And he gets delivered UEFA Champions League football. I mean, how how big was that for him? Well, I know it was a significant. I think Andy mentioned actually it was a significant move him going from Union Saint Gilles up to to Bruges. And I think there was one night I was at an under twenty threes game with the club staff, the media people, and we were watching Brighton under twenty threes. And on the laptop, one of the club employees had um, the game at Real Madrid when Bruges went two nil up, and it was really hard to take. You know not to watch the laptop rather than the game that was in front of us. I think that was probably a game that helped bring him to the attention of Brian fans. But it's always been this thing, is he going to, will we ever see him, uh, you know, and how good is he? And I think there's maybe a little bit of surprise here, as in South Africa, that he went into the second division in Belgium. But um, and I'm quite impressed how he did step up with Club Rouge then. And uh, just obviously that doubt that then we saw the Brexit was going to happen and the clubs, you know, mentioned that there could be this thing where it's almost a balancing act where it gets a little bit harder for EU players and a little bit easier for non-EU. And we had two that we were following at the time. There was um, Percy and there was an Argentinian player called Alexis McAllister who also didn't qualify as things stood at that time and we were sort of waiting for this balancing act to happen. As it turned out, Alexis got in because he played for Argentina, but Percy's had to wait a little bit longer obviously because of South Africa's ranking, which is obviously not really on a par with, as we know them, as a sort of a great fanatical sporting nation. So we've had we've had South African sportsmen here before in the world of cricket, obviously, with Sussex, and we've seen South Africa in the Rugby World Cup here, infamously. Yeah. So now let's see what, what, Percy, what Percy does. And w- when you look at what he potentially can do, and given the position, as we were saying with Andy, uh, where Brighton yeah. find themselves in, Brian... Where, where do you think and when or how soon would you usher him in? Because, yes, I, I talk highly because I would want to see him play against the Man City. Yeah. But that might not be realistic. What's your assessment? 
I was surprised that um, Graham Potter said that he was potentially going to be involved on Sunday. I still wonder whether it's a case of travelling and doing the warm-up and being with around the squad, but not perhaps actually getting onto the pitch. So that, that's sort of taken me a little bit by surprise. I mean, Man City is, in a way, maybe a little bit of a free hit in that nobody's expecting something. It might be a pressure-free opportunity to get him to get him involved there. Then they go up to Leeds. One thing I'll say, like when Brighton played at Man City last season, they played some good football and they played through City a few times from sort of deep positions, but not with a required pace. So although the football was, was good, by the time they got to the halfway line, City were regrouped and back in position. I mean, the one thing, I spoke to Lebo Motiba, who, if I pronounce that right, leading yes. South Africa striker of Strasbourg, and he said that what Percy will bring is pace, and that's why he thinks he will do well in the Premier League. So the game at Man City last season was an example. There have been others where what Brighton have done is good, but a little injection of pace, or even that other option, you know, getting the ball forward, counter-attacking a bit quicker, is valuable. I mean, yeah, why not City? It's almost a pressure-free opportunity to give him a chance to see what he can do. You know, I was watching Ryan Sterling play, was it last night? And there there are traits, I can tell you this, Brian, that feature in a Percy Tau kind of game. Very, Mm. very um, difficult to mark at times when he's in full control of the ball. Um, Finds a a man, runs into space. He's one of those. And he knows how to finish. He's not one that wants to destroy a goalkeeper when he gets one-on-one situation. So you look at a Ryan Sterling, you look at a Percy Dow. For me, yes, obviously, Ryan Sterling, more um, uh, more advanced in terms of you know game time, World Cup exposure, and so on. But, I, I yeah, I, I watched last night and somehow I just kind of visualized a Percy Dow movement uh, within him. So if you ask the question... What would he bring? You know, for me, he would bring, you know, similar kind of qualities or traits to what a a Rhyme Sterling would bring. Graham Potter spoke today. I mean, it was asked, what does does he bring? And he, I don't know if you've seen the quotes or heard the quotes, a whole whole list of attributes. And one of the things he said was um, coming in uh, off the right onto his left foot. So so playing sort of wide, but not as a winger. in a way, you know, his previous manager was here would play four four two, whereas um, Graham Potter is more the wing backs provide the width, and he's more with players wide of centre up front, but not necessarily wingers. Um, what has he said? He said he's a left footed attacking player. He plays numerous positions essentially between the lines, uh, off the right onto his off the right onto his left foot. Uses the ball well, attacks the goal, progresses the ball, plays in spaces plays in small spaces. He spoke about his attributes on the counter-attack, which might be handy because one thing Brighton don't do when they go 1-0 up is make it 2-0. That's one of their Achilles heels. That's why they don't keep hold on to leads. Um, dribble or drive the ball. Um, attributes that are very interesting. And he also mentioned how quickly, when you said about a picture of him in the training session, smiling, yes. he also said about how quickly he thinks he's going to settle in, which is key because we've seen... For example, Tarek Lamptey, who only came down from London, he was given a lot of time to settle. He's obviously a young boy. He's a lot younger than Percy. Uh, McAllister, I mentioned, from Argentina. They've, they've spent several weeks travelling around and training and not playing, and it sounded very much like Percy Tower is going to be um, unleashed a, uh, rather sooner. 
I mean, one would love to see that because you got so many different styles there, Brian, where if he gets to play against the Man City, then he gets to play against one of the teams that I've loved watching so far in the season, newly promoted Leeds yeah. United. Yeah. You know, from, from match day one, you know, Leeds have just brought a different energy. They're always running. Uh, even if they might lose, let's say, by, by four goals, at least they would have scored three. You know, th- th- that's just the yeah, mentality. Yeah. So he'll have two very high-tempo games back-to-back. Yeah, yeah, I think. Um, well, especially especially Leeds, obviously, Dave. Um, I think City, when, when, when teams go up to their head-to-head, I've been up there with Brian a couple of times, and there's a lot of City passing the ball not that quickly, sort of camped around mm-hmm. the edge of the penalty area. Um, there are, Yeah, there are different challenges, and I think that pace will help him. We talk about him excelling with his pace. It all has to help him survive, I think, in the Premier League, because we have seen players come from Dutch League, Belgian League, and who were reputedly quick, and or, or not reputedly quick, but sort of standard sort of speed, and, it, and they struggle to keep up with the tempo of the Premier League. So that's one thing with Percy. It might help, help him thrive, but also to survive, because... We've seen decent players come over, and they just don't—they can't handle the, the tempo of the league. So um, I'm just intrigued. I'm just—it's a little bit of the unknown, but just the amount of fuss about him, the amount of excitement, the amount of feedback we're getting—you just thinking this. Yeah, let's see what it's all about, basically. Yeah, I mean, just from a personal perspective, and and I know that Percy is a is a is a good friend of our show as well. If if right. you was Brian Nolan. Would would give him a tip if, let's say, you were sitting at a restaurant. Um, I know it's locked down <laughs> now, and possibly that might not be a right thing to do. No, but if it's you not had right to now. give him, one, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, our <laughs> lockdown has been tightened here as well. But if if it was one of those conversations, very friendly, very jovial, but also one that is well meaning, what, what would you say to him? In terms of on the on the pitch, because um... yeah, what what to expect on and off the pitch. Well, I think one thing he can... What has been mentioned is that he's come here because of Brexit. And obviously that is... Ironically, he's come to a city which voted 70% against Brexit. So, because we wanted to stay in the EU. So off the pitch, what that tells you is he's come into a very cosmopolitan city. I'm sure plenty of South African sporting supporters will appear. Um, just just because we've got all sorts of different um, immunities here. So he's come to a really easy city to settle into, which may be not a little bit cold, of course, but he's used to that in Belgium as well. So he's come to a great place to settle down. Um, I I just think the opportunity is there. Andy mentioned before that the the platform is there. There's so much um, good about Brighton. We talk about the team and the club through all all sections. it's an opportunity to be seized to really make a name for himself and, and something that Brighton are crying out for, if you like. They, they sort of need a hero, if you like, a, a sort of attacking... The Brighton fans are desperate to, for, for him to live up to what seems to be the indications from South Africa. Whether he does that, I don't know, because it, it is a step up, obviously, but he has coached with steps up and he's obviously played against good teams in the Champions League and internationally, so... I mean, I would tell him he's come to a great city to settle in. It's a shame about the fans. Um, I was just trying to just, just go, you know, just go for gold, basically. Just, just, just express himself because there's so much nice stuff, so much good football. I think we're just looking for a little bit of a devil in the last, in the final third. Um, the opportunity's there, definitely. The football's being played, the chances are being created, the, the platform's in place, but they've won twice this season, so it's almost. Um, 
you think it's a great opportunity for him. Brilliant insight, Brian. Thank you so much indeed. I look forward to more conversations that we'll have. Thank you so much for joining us on Marawa Sports Worldwide. My pleasure. No, no problem. Thanks. All right, that's sports reporter there for the Argus in Brighton in the UK, covering predominantly uh, Brighton and Hove Albion. That's Brian Owen. Marawa Sports Worldwide. Let me chat to Percy Tao. I mean, have they created a name for you, a song for you? Uh, I can't hear most songs when I hear Percy Tao. <laughs> so there's a song, you don't understand it, but you just know when it gets to Percy Tao, ah, they're singing about me now. Who takes care of your day-to-day nutrition? Do you find a... Yeah, yeah, pay I'm so sorry, I'm so good. But I'm so sorry, I'm so good. Share rice. Share rice. <laughs> 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 That's so easy.